friends. Welcome to the Unlikely Mentors Podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Mitzi. And each week, we'll share tidbits of wisdom we've learned through life and through our rather unusual friendship. Welcome to episode number 72. Hey, Mitz. Hi, Kels. Hi, listeners. So this week, we decided to chat about a little phenomena called buffering. Now, this is not the kind where you got the spinny wheel of happiness on your computer. I call it the spinning wheel of happiness because the spinning wheel of death makes me just so sad all the time. (laughs) So the, you know, that spinning awfulness and you get frustrated, but this is the kind of buffering that allows you to avoid your feelings by focusing on something else. And it actually can be feelings or like a task you don't want to do. And so this is a topic that Mitz and I have talked about over the years in many contexts. And it's been helpful for me to understand because it's just like being mindful about what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, even if I still choose to, to not do that thing, right? Even if I still buffer, at least I know I'm doing it. And so this is something that Mitzi said to me and used this word. And I'm like, okay, Mitz, like this is the life coach in you talking, uh, which, which I love. And so Mitz, can you get us going by give a, a little better explanation of what this buffering is? Yes. But just a reminder that as Kelsey said, um, this particular topic, buffering, is something that we have talked about over the years. We are not experts. We just find it interesting, and we have helped each other with the idea of buffering and with talking about it. And so we're going to share it with you on the podcast. So, And isn't that what this whole podcast is? Just sharing things we talk about in our relationship. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to start with an example of something that I did the other day that I consider buffering. Um, So the other day I had set aside from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the afternoon to sit down and study for my Enneagram coaching certification. I was not looking forward to it because it was going to be a topic that was kind of complicated and nuanced and, and I just didn't feel like I had the brain power to deal with it. So instead of uh, sitting down and diving in at two o'clock, I turned on the Olympics. And before I knew it, an hour had passed. It was three o'clock and I had wasted 50% of my allotted time. So there's nothing wrong with watching the Olympics. But what I was doing was avoiding something that I didn't want to do and replacing it with something else. And that's called buffering. And my buffering Uh, a few days ago wasn't particularly harmful. And we'll get into some examples of when buffering can be detrimental. But even so, I chose an activity to avoid something that I didn't want to do. So Mitz, this, when I'm hearing you tell me this story, the word I would use for that is procrastination because I avoid, is it this, is that the same? You know, I don't know if it's the same, but I like that because that I was procrastinating, and maybe another word for procrastinating could be buffering, because when we procrastinate, we are uh, putting off doing something that we are supposed to do. Yeah, that's and interesting. That's, now, yeah, so maybe that could be. I think buffering sometimes uh, it, it can be when you're avoid act, avoiding doing something unpleasant, but it can also be when you avoid a painful or uncomfortable feeling. Which maybe that's not so much procrastination. I would say, like, I can see a difference with that one. But when you do that, when you're avoiding feelings, that's called emotional buffering. And yeah. so, Mitz, can you do a little deeper dive into emotional buffering for us? 
Yeah, and thanks for explaining the difference and making the differentiation because buffering is kind of the same tool, but it's used a little differently here. So emotional buffering is a term used in like therapy and coaching for activities that distract you from actually feeling your feelings. So we're trying to protect ourselves or buffer from these feelings by steering away from or repressing our current emotion. So it can be a lot of things. Buffering can be like overeating, over drinking, over Netflixing, spending, shopping, working, exercising, Instagramming, whatever. It's mindlessly tuning out from your life, distracting yourself so you don't have to actually feel whatever hard emotion you have going on or uh, allowing you to escape from the present moment. Kelsey, in thinking about it this way, can you give us an example maybe from your own life? Or maybe you never buffer because... <laughs> Maybe. Wouldn't that be great if I never avoided feelings? So the so a couple things come to mind. And this one I haven't shared with you before, Mitz, and I'm not sure it fits, but let me give you an example. If I have had a hard day at school, I've got 15 minutes, like a bad day at school, right? Where like, I'm just, it just didn't go for whatever reason. If I have 15 minutes before I'm going to pick up the girls, I might go home and say, I deserve this cookie. And then that cookie turns into three cookies. Do you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like standing in my kitchen and I'm eating instead of feel. Is that buffering? Well, maybe. Are you supposed to be doing something else in that 15 minutes or is this just 15 minutes for you to enjoy yourself? Well, and that's the question. I think the the concern when I think about it is the, I deserve this cookie. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I've had a bad... So then I think maybe that's where the unhealthiness... The cookie isn't unhealthy in and of itself. But it's like the, oh, I need this cookie because I've had such a bad day. Well, you know, I don't need that cookie, you know? That's where it like brings a... It's a Like a red confusing. flag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so the one that I mentioned, Mitz, when you and I were talking about this, and, and I know that it's not exactly buffering, but you're going to explain why it's not, is when my girls are in bed at night and I'm talking like, okay, this past spring when Chris was coaching, bedtime was pretty miserable. The girls, we were sharing a room. The girls were sharing a room. It would be put them to bed and they wouldn't stay in their beds and they wouldn't go to sleep for like an hour and a half. And it was all very frustrating. And so what I often ended up doing is sitting in the hallway or my bedroom and I would just scroll, whether it be Instagram or Facebook or whatever it was. I was not thinking, I was not doing anything productive, I was just trying to ignore the the fit that was happening mm -hmm. at bedtime and just avoiding the meltdown. And so it was kind of in a, like this defense strategy, but you kind of explained, Mitz, when I said that to you as like, okay, I think this is my example of buffering. Why is that maybe not buffering? Yeah, I'm thinking this... It was actually maybe a helpful strategy for you to cope with the situation at hand. Um, the girls were acting out. You were going to be sitting in the hall because you might have to go in and intervene now and then. And in the meantime, you were doing something that gave you some pleasure so that this whole time of putting them to bed wasn't always such a negative situation. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, if you were scrolling through Instagram um, 
instead of talking to your husband because you were ticked at him because he like put hot sauce in the macaroni or whatever. <laughs> I can't remember the story, but what was yeah, it that yeah. he put hot sauce in? Uh, potato soup. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So then I think that would be buffering, emotional okay. buffering. You don't want to sure. face your feelings about Chris, so you did something else instead of focusing on the thing you needed to focus on. But I think the thing that you're doing with your kids, I keep on doing that. It's keeping you sane. Okay. I actually, one time, I was like, I'm going to watch a movie. Okay, I never watch TV or movies. So I was like, okay, this is going to get me through bedtime. I'm going to watch a movie on my iPad. And Mitzi, I am not kidding you, I watched 13 minutes of the movie in an hour and a half. And I was so frustrated that I had to keep pausing it and going. And they kept coming in my room to see what I was doing. That I was like, I'm never watching a movie again. So at least the scrolling, I'm not like bad if I get my attention drawn away. Yeah. That doesn't add frustration to the whole thing. Yeah. So Mitz, do you think is buffering always bad? You know, because my example, you're like, "Mm, maybe that's actually an okay coping strategy. Like, but when, if I were to call it buffering, does that have a bad connotation to it? Yeah, especially if we're talking about emotional buffering, that's never helpful. So, like, relaxing and enjoying life is good. Like, last night, Dave and I watched three episodes of Ted Lasso. Oh, gosh, it's so good. It's funny. and But anyway, we were not numbing out from anything. We weren't avoiding anything. We were enjoying the show and each other. But if I'm doing it alone in order to escape from something and or to not talk to Dave, then that would be a form of emotional buffering, and that's not good. Okay, so let's say I have a problem with emotional buffering. I hear this episode, and I'm like, this is me. They're talking about me right here. What are, like, what... What are some strategies that can help change that behavior to, to get us to re-engage? Yeah, good. Um, so, yeah, the, the next time you catch yourself like engaging in a behavior that doesn't really serve you, it doesn't line up with what you really want for yourself, um, like endless, endless scrolling or online shopping or drinking or overeating or any of those things, the first thing you want to do is just notice it. Notice that you're doing it. Then you want to think about... Can I say something about... Yeah. I like the, like, stop and notice. My therapist always says, like, just notice that without judgment. You're not saying, oh, that this is so bad that I'm doing that. Oh, I'm the worst. No, no, no. Just like, oh, look, I think I'm buffering right now. I should be doing this, but I'm watching the Olympics. Okay, good. I've named it. Yeah, I like that. So then after you notice it, then think about what your feelings are. So I personally have a hard time with this because I, I don't feel my feelings as well as I should, or I, I'm working on that. But I actually um, have a photo in my camera or a photo in my photos that's uh, it's called a feelings wheel. And there's all different kinds of forms of that, but it actually shows you and names different emotions that like, I might just say, well, I'm just tired. Well, no, I'm not tired. I actually feel sad or depressed or angry or, or one of those. And it, it really helps it if you can name it. Um, and it's kind of crazy because most of the time you have no idea that you're even feeling sad or anxious or frustrated. Um, but if you can name your feeling and then figure out where that feeling is coming from, like, oh, I'm 
frustrated because I have an upcoming presentation and I don't have all my stuff, or I'm sad because I've not been invited to the party, or I'm anxious because I have a messy house and company's coming over. The next step is to acknowledge those feelings and the thoughts behind them, and then reframe those thoughts into something positive. That's realistic. And I'm going to give you an example. Please. So I, I just gave you three steps, and actually there's like 14 steps, and it's, but this is kind of a simple way to look at it. So the first thing you do is when you're realizing, hmm, I'm, I'm feeling something here, and, and I'm shopping on Amazon, that what's going on with me? Notice that you're doing that, and then name your feelings. And usually when you name your feeling, it's a single word or several single words. It's not... I don't feel like going, it's I'm feeling anxious, or I'm feeling frustrated or angry. So let's say I'm feeling anxious. The next thing is ask why I'm feeling anxious. Oh, I have that upcoming presentation, and it's not done, and it's going to go on tomorrow, and I know I'm not going to do well, and I'm just anxious. Acknowledge that the thought behind that and then reframe that negative thought. Like, you know, I've done presentations before. I've usually done pretty well. I'm probably going to do really well this time. Done. And if then you, maybe you're more motivated to actually work on it because you feel positive about it instead of dreading it. Right. And it's not like a magic formula, but once you start applying this to those times when you're buffering, you practice and practice and soon you will be able to do that more automatically than just wallowing in that negative feeling. Mm. And I'm thinking about my like coming home from school frustrated at the day and consuming uh, copious amounts of sugar. And maybe that's buffering, maybe not. But like, okay, so I'm the feeling is perhaps frustration from mm-hmm. something that happened in the day. Maybe the thought is because of that, I'm not a good teacher. I haven't connected with students. Depends on the day, of course. But then reframing that could just be as simple as it was one bad day in the first 40 days of school, right? Or think of students who I do have a relationship with, who I have connected with. Those That could be reframing. Does that work? I, yes. I, I think that's a really good example. Now, will it keep me from eating the cookies? That's to be determined. <laughs> no. Yeah, but don't you have a sugar addiction, so probably That's, that I won't. Know. Dude, more addicting than cocaine, don't they say about sugar? I'm just saying. So I like it. I think I think this can be really be helpful and hopefully keep us from avoiding emotions, avoiding things we don't want to do um, that we know ultimately we would better our lives if we did them or felt them or worked through whatever that was. So Mitz, this was, this was a topic that you brought to me and I love it. Thanks for the idea of sharing this with our listeners. Friends, we hope that ultimately reframing this negative thought will help you stay present in your life, not check out. We know that we all need a break sometimes. We encourage you to plan those times, but also to feel the hard feelings along with the good ones and to stay involved in, even in the moments that are hard. Mitz and I are cheering you on, and we hope you feel that and know that. And we hope wherever you're at that you're having an awesome week. Bye. Thanks for listening.